Welcome to As the Garden Grows, a podcast about a small cannabis company and our journey in growing wellness. Welcome to another episode of As the Garden Grows. Hey, we're Ryan. back. Yay, we sure are. Do you know that my dad called this a podcast and I thought that was like the funniest oh thing? Oh my gosh. Yeah, why don't we do that? Duh, it yeah. is a podcast. I love it. Oh, go Ryan's dad. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. What a cool guy. Well, hello. Hello. Welcome well, to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Ray? Oh my God, I'm great. How are you? I mean, I'm actually very upset because... So, you know, we're in the monsoon season in Boston, apparently. <laughs> like, wh- where where are we? You need to get a freaking trench coat. It, I did wear a trench coat today. Um, you know, it's a rainy summer. It's a That's, really rainy summer. It feels like the script just kind of flipped, though. Like, it yeah. was, like, hot. It was, but also hot and, like, cloudy. You know, like, we didn't have too many, like, just sunny days. Yoga teacher training yeah. days were sunny days. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a not sunny yoga teacher training day. Sure. I mean, quite frankly, we still got sun this weekend. We still practice outside this weekend. I'm sunburnt right now. <laughs> I'm burnt. But for some reason, every other day is, like, a rainy and sad day. You're absolutely right. I guess God really loves our yoga teacher training program, guys. The universe is really keeping us in line this summer. They're like, I don't know. Even on your weekends off, let's just rest, recoup. Let's yep. keep your mind thinking about yoga teacher training. Yeah, but when let's... yoga teacher training comes, sun shines on that. Right. <laughs> you know what happens, guys? It's so funny because we get there. It starts at 9. Everyone gets there between 8.30 and 9. During that whole time, we all find our spots in the shade. There's shade everywhere. At 9.01, when we start practice, the sun mysteriously and miraculously shows up and it is directly over all of us for the entire time I, yeah it's like friggin bikram outside yeah it is the sweat it in is. my eyes it is it, <laughs> it is. is so wild it's honestly but honestly insane. i think it's better for us in terms of like yoga practice because a lot of the things i have to do with my eyes closed and that's yeah. infinitely harder <laughs> actually yeah at yesterday's practice i was like eyes closed 80 percent of the time um yeah it's so funny how that happens but Ryan is so right. Like, for some reason, at approximately 9.01 every morning, the sun just takes over in that yard, and it shines so strong right over, and it just gets so hot in there. And it actually, that's what warms the ground for the whole day. Yeah, that makes so much sense. It keeps the ground warm for the entire day because we have a, um, a cement ground in there. Anyways, yeah. So anybody who's ever taken like an early morning class at the garden, like one of those old, I used to do Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. classes. Mm. So anybody who used to take those classes would remember that um, that that heat is serious. It's something. Yeah, it really gets up there. But all that to say, like those weekends were so hot and so it's sunny. So true. And now it's just been rain, 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 rain. But yeah, I guess it is monsoon season in Boston. You know, it's funny. I feel like there was a couple of years ago where there was a rainy summer yeah. in Boston, but you you wouldn't know. Thankfully, I missed that one. <laughs> this is not the warmest welcome. But again, like it is kind of nice because we have yoga teacher training every weekend anyway. So it's like, again, first of all, those are the sunny days. Oh. Just stay on track yeah. in the rain. I would like a beach day, like a week. Oh my week, god, a weekday we've been beach talking about day. this, guys. We probably already talked about it on the podcast. We, we haven't been to the goddamn beach yet. No, it's so sad. It's July twelfth. I know, but you know what? We'll just go so much in Leo season. Leo Feels season. Anyway. Yes, that's our time to shine. Anyways, I don't need to cry at the beach. You right? <laughs> <laughs> no sadness. No, thank you. 
<laughs> I'm already it's in more my, of like a fallout. Already in my emotions right now. Yeah. You know what's funny? Just to tell you guys a little bit about me and water. Like I water really is a weird element for me. I, I'm a Pisces rising, and um, I have this weird relationship with swimming. Um, it's a whole thing that I'm not going to necessarily get into right now. But I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> not many people are. Because <laughs> um, so, we haven't had a beach day yet, but go on. Right, that's true. Um, you definitely won't see me get in the water around here on a beach day. No, I don't get into these waters. But that's a whole, that's also another thing. Um, but this is part of the reason why, the story that I'm about to tell you. So I did a photo shoot with my friend, Sila. A lot of you guys probably know her. Um, amazing uh, healer. And I think she is also doing lots of astrology now, and she makes really cool products, so check her out. But anyways, um, we were doing a photo shoot in, uh, like, South Boston in, um, like, Castle Island area or something, and she wanted us to go into the water. She is very watery. She's a Pisces moon. I'm a Pisces rising. It just goes to show you how these things manifest so differently. So um, she wanted. She loves the water. She loves the water. Like, she's a, she's a water goddess for mm-hmm. sure. And um, she wanted to do this thing in the water, and she had this, like, beautiful vision, and we did it. And part of what she wanted us to do was she wanted us to be, like, part of the scene was, like, it was a video. And we were, like, emerging from the water. Oh, I love that. And it came out really cool, but we had to do it over and over again, you know, how that happens, as you do. And, guys, something happened that day. Uh Uh-oh. Like, spiritually for me. Like that day, there was some spiritual practice or some spiritual like, I don't know what the hell it was, but me getting like going down and up, down and up, down and up in the water. It wasn't that, but I did enter this really dark night of the soul, which for anybody who's like curious, you should definitely check out that, you know, if it's, if it's striking you, if you hear that word and you're like, "Mm, what is that? Check it out. You don't know what a dark night of the soul Mm. is? Oh, this is such a great topic. Mm, what is it? Okay. All right, fine. We'll go into it a little bit. I didn't mean to get dark on this podcast today, guys, but it is we a, it is do, a rainy it Monday. Happens. You know what? It's a rainy <laughs> Monday, so I, I'm, I'm going to go with it. Um. So, okay. So, Dark Night of the Soul. I wasn't prepared to talk about this topic today, so I don't know exactly how I want to word no this. No pressure. We rarely look anything up. I know. It's so true. <laughs> we never go back to correct, so don't even worry about <laughs> You're it. right. I'll just go for my experience. So... Basically, it's kind of like um, a time in your life where you might feel really depressed, but you're not a person who like suffers from depression or anxiety or whatever. Um, And, you know, it's a time in your life where you literally feel like everything is dark, like you cannot Mm. see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you know that life is out there and waiting for you, but you just can't see it. And that makes life really dark and and really depressive for you. And it's almost like this, it's like you, there's, you know, there's not much you can do, but except do your shadow work during that time, because it is just a period of time that has to pass. Yeah. If that makes sense. And we all experience at least one dark night, but definitely multiple, like it's possible to experience multiple throughout your life. Um, But a lot of like, when I when I was going through this experience, um, you know, because I was going through it, and I had heard people talk about it a little bit, and one day I, I was I was honestly I felt really depressed, and of course people know me I'm not a 
person who's ever suffered from depression, but this was a time in my life where I was really just down. Like I was actually even gonna um, stop doing the business at this point. I was just really like um, depressed. Yeah, I was just really sad all the time. I just felt like I was, I felt like I was living and just giving everything away of myself, but I wasn't like receiving anything in return. And I also felt like just, I had no energy. Like I would literally get up and take a shower and guys like showers are the most energizing thing for me. This is where the water element comes in for me and is like really energizing like I can I meditate in the shower a lot like that's I I get a lot of downloads there so like water is a really big element for me in that way um but I would get out of the shower and I would literally just lay right down I would be so tired Mm. I couldn't even like get dressed I would just be like so exhausted and depressed and just sad it was it was definitely a hard time in my life yeah um and I also went through a breakup during that time and yeah it was just like sad you know (laughs) um it was honestly just super sad but there's a lot of information out there on dark nights of the soul if you know anybody is ever listening and feels like it could be something they're going through or something that you know someone that they know is going through because it like I said like especially once you kind of get on the spiritual journey it's very common that when when you decide okay I'm gonna align myself with my spiritual you know my spiritual path my spiritual self that you will go through this dark night of the soul because it it is like that um it's that calling to do your shadow work and that kind of like force to do it so um yeah and you might just feel not like yourself during that time and you might just be so confused like why do I feel this way like this is not me and I know that my life is going to be great and I know that I'm smart and I know that I'm talented and I'm gonna have everything that's meant for me but I just can't see it and I can't feel it you you might be going through a dark night of the soul wow And that day that I went in the water in Southie, I swear to God, that was the day that I, I, I knew that was the day. No, I went into it that day. I went into it. it. I went into it that day. Yeah. That was like, I think 2018 and it was September, 2018, I think. And, um, no, I got out of my dark night um, right in last summer, last June, when yeah. I went out to LA. I think I, 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 I remember talking about it at the time. I remember saying like, I, I, I know it's lifted now. I'm, I, I was, if you remember, like at that time, I, I was so ready to take on the world. I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm ready. Like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna have this business. Like I'm gonna totally. be dope. I don't even care anymore. Like I was in it. But yeah, that's when my dark night lifted. That's so. awesome. Yeah, so I wasn't necessarily planning on getting into that. Hey, that's honestly really helpful, and I've definitely had one of those, and it's really, I wouldn't like to speak on it any further. (laughs) (laughs) Not at this time. Look, I totally hear that. I totally hear that. I don't think um, I would want to go into too much detail about mine either. Um, But what I will say is that, like, like I said, there's a lot of resources and information out there um, if it's something that just sounds like, you might be experiencing and you want to find out more information. Yeah. And or if you want to ever hit us up. you went through before. Yeah. Like if you it went would through be interesting before. to read about it. For sure. Exactly. To unpack what you went through before. For sure. But anyway, thanks for that helpful information. <laughs> and I think we should get into some... New growth? Yeah. We have just a little bit of new just growth. Just a little tiny. A little tiny. A couple leaves. <laughs> <laughs> There's some hairs on the bud. You know? <laughs> oh my God. Some hairs on the bud. New uh, some hairs on the bud this week are <laughs> beautiful new segment title. We Maybe have that's what we should call new growth. I'm this. disgusted. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> I would never be able to. Sorry, I had a doctor heavenly laugh there. Did you like that? <laughs> I didn't even notice, but I'll extract it and then use it throughout the podcast in the future as one of our saved noises. Um, 
<laughs> so for new growth, what we do have coming up, which is exciting, is we're going to be starting our second session of yoga teacher training in the fall. We sure are. I'm super excited. Oh my God, me too. I'm excited for so many reasons. I mean, we already have um, like bettered the program. Like it's already oh, yeah. evolved already into a better program. Sure. Yep. Already leveled up. We have a, another lead trainer coming in. So I'm going to be co-training um, with another trainer. And then we have our, all of our guest trainers. We have our, um, yeah. So we have like an amazing program. We have amazing teachers to come and be a part of it. And I'm just super excited. Like Me I too. love. It's gonna be great. I'm just excited too to like expand the family and get yeah. some more people in and going. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah. I mean, look. I don't know like what the other yoga teacher training sessions will ever be like, but I know this one. It is so cute how much these people <laughs> care about each other and like the bonds that are being created through this program. Like it's so funny when like one of them is going to miss a yoga teacher training session. They're like all very concerned. They're like, what? Where? Why? Where, what, what's going on? Like what's going to happen? Is but like also okay? don't worry. Yeah. Like I'll have all but the information we'll for you. Up. Yeah. Like they're like, they're, it's just the cutest thing. They just like, it's, it's so beautiful to see. And I, I really love it. And I'm just excited to be able to continue to like build to Ryan's point and grow our family like that. Cause it feels like, Everybody who's in yoga teacher training now is just like a part of the garden. Yes. Like, and also like such a, a cool experience for you guys thinking about if you want to go through it. Like even if you don't think you're going to become a yoga teacher, even if you're not like that's not your drive. It's just such a, a great experience of learning, of learning about the body, of learning about energy. Oh my gosh, of, yeah. You know, we just like you learn so much more than it's so much more than the poses and you realize that like the entirety of the you know it's 200 hours like you're not going to be learning about poses the yeah, entire time you know sure. there's just so much information there it's so great for like self-improvement anyone's spiritual journey it's just like an amazing opportunity to look inward yeah and to really make some amazing friends definitely to make some cool friends it's funny i think only one person in this group actually came in with the idea that she wanted to be a yoga teacher right and now i think everyone now will everyone definitely be to, teaching yeah. yoga um but the other thing that i was going to say too that i love about our yoga teacher training program is that it's flexible in that like we follow the energy like our our general outline and like training schedule is dope and then we fill in so many moments with just really great kind of like information and yeah we just talk about like what we're you know we organically have questions that come up we're always talking about you know deepening the discussion even yeah. like on lunch and stuff mm -hmm. it's just so interesting 100 percent. so it's really just a beautiful experience and it's very unique in that way like it's you know something that I think it could only get better, you know? Oh, for sure. It can only get better. It will only just become more fun and cool and just informative. Um, yeah, we're just going to keep, like, refining the manual, refining the program, adding stuff, you know? Because every time, every class we have, we, like, are taking notes and, like, oh, let's change that for next yeah. time. Let's do this, you know? Every time. It's and so I great. Totally. So anyways, we're just like really excited because we're preparing everything now. You guys will start to see like all the marketing for um, that session coming up. And we yeah. are going to do a little early birds thing. So oh, yeah, we're going to have an early bird gonna, sale. You know you're excited about it and you want to sign up early. Bucks. We'll save, yeah, it'll save you a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. So. And yeah. Let, like any of your friends in the Boston area know. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so awesome. And something to be really aware of too, like you can come in at any 
level. Yeah. It, this is not like for people who go to yoga all the time. Like I did not go to yoga. Every person ever. in our training is on a different yeah. level. Every single person. And it really doesn't impact like you by the end, you'll be able to get into every pose because you'll be in, you know, a different shape and like you'll have gone through everything of the training. Well, you'll have the even, deeper understanding. And you'll have the deeper understanding of what your body's supposed to be doing right, to get exactly you into those part. poses. And but it's like being a teacher is something entirely different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that that part of it, like everyone is able to access that part instantly. You know what totally. I mean? The part of just talking out loud and getting people like spreading the knowledge that you know is so good for your body and, and what resonates and helping with it you. to others. For yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, I think that's kind of what happens when a lot of people come in. At least this was my experience where I went into yoga teacher training, not necessarily with the intention of becoming a yoga teacher, but then through it, having gone through the process and having been so positively impacted by the, the, you know, the practice of yoga, I was just so eager to share that with other people. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel too. Yeah. I just, especially people that I like loved and want to be around. Like I, I got it. I, I want you to want this for you because it's just so amazing in my life. Yeah. So it's like you want it for other people. So I think that's part of where the love of teaching yoga comes in is that what you're really doing is you're trying to just spread medicine. Yeah. But don't, I didn't say yoga was Mm, medicine, but not in any officially sanctioned program. That's for sure. But what I will say is I think too, it's really cool how you can incorporate your own favorite forms of like internal self-care and medicine like I'm so excited to work like a lot of meditation into flows like that's something I love and and it's so hard to like sell people on meditation because usually it's not a group activity yeah. but if you like work different moments of it into a flow like you can get people excited about meditation yeah I think that's cool yeah and like you bringing weed into it is like your own form of self-care totally. there's such a great platform for self-care and personalized by <laughs> totally. what you love like we talk about astrology in mm-hmm. the garden classes mm-hmm. you know it's just mm-hmm. cool totally totally yeah I um I agree with you 100%, Ryan. And every time you talk about what you're going to do in your yoga classes, I just get so excited. I, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to take a yoga Thank class you. with you. Oh, I really cannot. Oh, man. And all of our teachers, um, our teacher trainees, like, they will be teaching yoga classes at the end of the summer. And I think we're actually going to put up a spreadsheet to have some of them um, be attended by like some guests. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So also look out for that, um, especially for those of the, us that have been in classes consistently for these last couple um, months. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And yeah. That's what I'll say on that. But just super excited about yoga teacher training. Fall. Yeah. So um, some of the details, it'll be... October. Yep. It'll be starting, starting in October. October. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Until January, I Until, think. Until, yeah, roughly January. We'll get you the exact schedule. Yeah. When we post, we'll have, you know, those concrete details. But yes. But think about that timeline. Yeah. It's also a great time, especially, like, here because the weather's getting progressively shittier. So it's like, let me just have yeah, this like, thing that makes me feel go, yeah. good on the weekends. Like It's like built-in shadow work. Yeah, 100%. Oh, I my know. God. It, it, honestly, it's a really great time of year yeah. to do that stuff. And then just go home and, like, journal and then be able to just relax and, and like, not feel any guilt about totally being like, I'm missing bed. out on yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's dark by the time you get I home know. anyway. <laughs> I have to say, I, have a, I do have a lot of respect for the people who do yoga teacher training in the summer because it's like you really give that up, you know, as far as, like, your – Especially t- the way ours is designed yeah. like that it is. It's, it's the whole weekend, weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but they are incredible. But anyways, stay tuned, guys, because yoga teacher training. And you guys will love it. Oh, my God. It's the most love transformative it. experience. It's awesome. I'm so glad you love it. I love it. I'm so glad that we're doing it. Me too. I love it as well. So, yay. 
Okay, so those were some some hairs on the butt. <laughs> and let's move into pot topics. Pot topics. <laughs> pot topics. Let's go for it. What do you got, Rye? Oh, I have, you know what? Mine is very simple, but it is exciting in that the Apple Store finally let a cannabis delivery service on Ease. You know, Ease in California? Yeah. That's like pretty much the major one. That's what I used all the time when I was living in LA. Um, they are finally allowed on the App Store because they just made some revisions to the policies. It's very exciting because there are no weed apps. You know, like there I are no still weed on apps. Google yes, I know and that. Android, there's no, yeah. they're still strictly not allowed. Um, so it's cool. Yeah, I was reading about it. It's in California, and then it's going. They want to launch in Michigan next. So, but they're not going to let Weed Maps on. I don't know. Maybe Weed Maps just doesn't have an app ready. You know what oh, I mean? Okay, like, gotcha, you know gotcha, what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha, That's gotcha. kind of on Weed Maps. Yeah, because <laughs> they really just also changed it. Like literally, I think on the sixth. So they. So did they change the law that now they're allowing Weed apps on? It was also the, always just an Apple policy. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I know. So did they change their policy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I meant. Yep. Sorry, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just changed, they their, changed policy their policy to allow for, I don't know. I think it's just for, obviously, just in territories where it's recreationally legal. But I was curious as to why, probably just easier to get into. Obviously, California's easiest to get into for anything. And Ease is already established there. Mm-hmm, so I wonder mm-hmm. if they're already established in Michigan or if that just seems like the next easiest mm-hmm. market to get into. Mm-hmm. No, I'm surprised it's not Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. No. Well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just think that's really cool. And finally, like, time. That great things news are for catching us. up. Yeah. yeah. Great news for us eventually. They'll yeah. get here for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and in general, that we can have an app on the. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's great. That's exciting. Isn't it? Yeah. I know. Now I can start thinking about what our app's going to look like. I know. I love that. That's pretty for cool. For us. That's so exciting. Anything else with your pot topic? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I have nothing else. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really have a pot topic. Uh-huh. I have like I had been reading some articles mm. about um about like okay, let me read the article titles to you. Like one of them was um a mysterious vomiting syndrome is afflicting some users of high potency marijuana. And then another one is like cannabis use linked to suicide attempts in young adults. And there's just like a bunch of articles coming out that are like really um I don't even fear know. Fear-based. Yeah, don't, it, like fear-mongering yeah, kind fear-mongering. of. fear-mongering. But they're, like, also, I'm frustrated. Um, I mean, it's not, like, one of them was, like, on NBC News. I'm not saying these are, like, incredibly reputable sources. I'm just saying that, like, you know, I was reading through it, and I was, like, I was so annoyed with it because these articles, because, like, the language in it is so misleading. Oh my God. Yes, and what I think is true, true all the time, too, is because I read those just, like, you know, as I'm reading the news or whatever. Yeah. And it's, what it always breaks down to is... There is some sort of link, but it's not the link that's being studied. Exactly. There's no causation that's exact- being affected. Oh, it's my just God. Some, like extrapolated data. That's how it always happens because, A, they won't let you research anything normally. But, B, it's like, don't do that shit. That's part of the stigma. Like, and you're still you, drawing it up. You, you know what uh, I mean? That's but, not oh what it's gosh. about. You're taking the words right out of my mouth because – I was so frustrated because this article was going in about how, th- first of all, they had a whole syndrome named for this thing. Oh, yeah. and, and I was like, are you shitting me? <laughs> no, it's about people. It's like um, 
people who are like vomiting after they're scre- they're calling it scromiting because I'm they're sc- I'm myself, dead too. Really. They're screaming and vomiting and they're like this is happening to people who use high potency um, cannabis like cannabis with over 90% THC. So first of all that's not cannabis flower let's be clear because yeah, no cannabis that. flower has <laughs> that's that. Manufactured that's in that's a Nazi vapes. lab. Yeah, which is Again, it's really misleading when they do this whole, like, that's 90% THC. It's like, yeah, what else would it be? Yeah, if I'm buying a distillate, I, exactly. <laughs> I don't want it to be fucking 50% because it means 50% of it is just bullshit. Like, yeah. I don't want that. So, anyways, it's, like, super misleading with the way that they, like, um, you know, put these arguments forward. But then they're like, first of all, this whole scrometing issue which let me tell you what the syndrome is that they're calling it because yeah they had like a whole fucking syndrome named after and i was and just, just to like, be clear what happens they smoke and then they they it, scream and they vo- vomit I, i've never heard of screaming being a reaction to like anything you it's know called I mean? it's called cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome and so okay let me tell you why i was just abundantly annoyed because they, this problem has literally only been relevant in one area of Denver, fucking Colorado. You're just bad but they're, they won't go back and test the product. Check out where the fucking product is coming from. Why are you bringing this whole argument on cannabis, an entire industry? Like, just to say, what the, what the real issue is, is that these kids are getting bad weed, bad product and it's young kids by the way because apparently in colorado 18 year olds can get their medical cards Um, so it's like all these 18 year olds let me tell you guys something like the only time i've ever seen people get sick from weed which does happen like people get sick from cannabis you can have a bad reaction we have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies already so of course you can have like a bad reaction just like you can have a bad reaction to anything the times that i've seen people get sick from cannabis are like when the weed is really really fresh because what happens is that it still probably has nutrients in it from the grow and everything hasn't like fully gotten out and so it might have been cut early or something like that so yeah like the nutrients in the plant like that's so important that's why i grow everything organic that's why i put i'm so specific about what i put my plants and what i grow with and that's why i'm so serious about where i get my weed from people think it's a joke but it's like yes the nutrients that you put in the plant people don't understand that you are smoking that when i do my grow classes i show people i'm like if you pick up a, um, a bottle of like the um, general hydroponics or whatever that like bad like Monsanto style um, nutrient thing is that people in a lot of weed growers use it it's fucking sludge Ew. it's just like disgusting it's so heavy the nutrients that I use they're light they're like teas almost like it's it's not like that like I'm not you don't what you put in the plant is what you ingest so being mindful of the nutrients that growers are using is important. Growers should put more of that information out there. That information should be readily available for people. You know what I mean? Um, but that's why it's so important for researchers, which I say in quotation marks because I'm like, I don't know who the fuck these researchers are that they go to in these articles, but like researchers should be researching what motherfucking nutrients the growers are using and what's because that's what would cause illness with cannabis, like if someone gets sick. The other times that I've seen people get sick is with edibles. Like my mom, for example, she cannot eat edibles. Like her body, her system cannot handle it anymore. She could when she was younger. She can't anymore. But that happens in life. Like yeah. some people can't. But she smokes weed all day. Let's be real. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not the flower itself. It's No. Also, like 
I know, especially in, in all the markets, but I remember reading about it, especially in Colorado, there were a lot of like off market vapes or like third party random people, like, because it's not hard to be able to like right. make and distribute anywhere. Vapes. It's yeah. not hard to do that anywhere. Anywhere. So Th- this is, don't forget, cannabis prohibition is what we're more used to than yeah. cannabis legal- legality. So it's so true. You know, yeah. So th- we don't even know if they were smoking we vapes even... that they bought from a dis- legal Correct. dispensary. Correct, because the article doesn't present that type no. of information. It's They're not just... really looking. Right. It's really looking so to I'm keep just... the stigma going. Yeah, and then the suicide attempts thing. I'm like, I am oh so God. sick of you guys. Just always try to pull some bullshit. If on you find cannabis. like if if it was ever presented that there is a person that had absolutely no other indicators of potential suicide. And then was smoking cannabis and one day jumped off a building. That would be a really interesting story to hear about. But it's never that. It's That's someone who it has seven to 12 fucking indicators of potentially harming themselves. And then they also happen to smoke weed because, by the way, it's medicine for a lot of people. So obviously they're reaching out for something. It's not that hard to, like, understand if you want to understand it. But they don't. But they don't. But And it, it just goes to show, too, like, you know, and I... <sighs> When I was going to school for public health, this was a big thing. I think this is big in any field that you're in when you're doing research. It's like, pay attention to the sources that things are coming mm-hmm. from. So true. But in public health, it's especially important because pe- what happens, in- and this happens in a lot of industries, this happens in fashion, this happens in everything. But as you know, big businesses, they buy information. Mm-hmm. People can buy, people buy the information that we absorb. Yeah. yeah. So... And and they pay to put it out there. So and that can happen a lot in public health. You know, if Coke is Coca Cola is the one that's you know um, paying for a study about how soda affects child obesity, then like yeah, I wonder what the results. Yeah, the results of that might not be the ones (laughs) that I'm going to be in. Exactly. You know what I mean. So, anyways, that was like a really important thing. So anytime I read these articles, I'm like really looking at like who's the source, who's writing it. Also, really look at what the study is aimed at doing because with cannabis stuff, it is always a study that's doing something else something else they are extrapolating data that is not connected to anything else it is always that there are very few cannabis studies that are actually solely focused on cannabis most studies that we read about that say this was study was done on cannabis it wasn't done on cannabis use it was the information to ryan's point was extrapolated out of a study that was about something else but they monitored cannabis use and so it wasn't about cannabis so just also using that yeah. lens of or awareness even just when you're reading these articles. It. like in the sense of like the mental illness conversation like a lot of times that's just like someone who has other like we were talking about like has other things going on but they also happen to smoke cannabis you yeah. know what i mean and then it somehow becomes a conversation becomes about, about cannabis, cannabis. like yeah. is it also a conversation about the bottled water they were drinking you know what i mean like I where know. does it end i know where, exactly it's crazy oh, you're so right anyway so i didn't really have like a specific pot topic but i just wanted to kind of bring that to everyone's attention and just say like you know fine read these articles or whatever they're out there you and should actually but read them with that keen lens to like understand what they're sure. trying to do as the article because it sure. has a purpose yeah and like if you're you know, crazy on is calling you and like did you see that yeah. weeds making people kill themselves it's like ugh. Don't even absorb it. Just shake it off. Yeah. Oh my God. Smoke it off. Just send her. <laughs> just send her twenty-five articles. About I, how wish great her yeah, I wish her the best. Yeah. Wish her the best. Italian kiss of death. Exactly. Goodbye. You know our vibe. So what else do we have for today, Ryan? I think well, today I thought we could talk about the different like 
the progressions of a stoner. Okay, like love the this reasons topic. we started getting into weed, the, how it. it's expanded love as it. we've grown, the way we use it today. Because you know, as we always talk about in terms of killing the stigma, like not every stoner is shaggy do. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love this topic. I really do. It's such a good one. Um, it's just so important, I think, too, to like acknowledge that there are progressions of a stoner. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? It's 100%. like 100%. And like, you know, if you are a casual smoker, it's like you don't have to feel like you're not in this because you are. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're all part of the club. Because, you know, Even the thing about cannabis is like I feel like once you experience it properly and like fully understand like what it can do for you, it's really just like a light that's turned on and you really can't turn that off. You know what I mean? And so like the people who get that are like the people that it's so easy to connect <laughs> to about cannabis. You know what I At mean? At least in my life. At least as I've experienced it. But some people have trouble really getting there. You know what I mean? Because if you, if you do get, you know, what's the syndrome? <laughs> If you, happen to start, if you happen to start feeling compelled to scream until you throw up, you might not be able to access the benefits. But, you know, again, that's that's never happened. So, um. <laughs> but yes, I. Yeah. OK, let's get into it. Let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. So, so how did you start? Because you're you're interesting because it's always been available to you, but you didn't really start that young, right? I, I didn't. Like I smoked my first joint when I was seven, which we talked about when we did first smoking stories. Um, revisit that episode because that's a good one yeah if you haven't listened to it you definitely should check it out um so i first smoked my first joint when i was seven and then um but i didn't start smoking again until i was like in high school yeah and i will say that like my first phase of smoking i think i was like 14 15 and um i used, i told you i've talked about this story before how i used to smoke those kids and we would uh, i would get really paranoid yes. and i do believe that the paranoia phase is a common like first phase yeah, yeah of smoking because yeah you're just like ingesting something new i think too like a lot of it is like the social conditioning of yeah. like feeling like you're doing something wrong yeah so you inherently get paranoid paranoid you know like i remember one time um i had smoked with uh, my friends these two girls and we went to 7-eleven in hyde park and i was like oh my god is that the police and one of the girls was like that's the n-star guy <laughs> similar similar authority yeah <laughs> So, uh, yeah, paranoia phase was real for me. My friend, I had a friend that worked at TJ Maxx with me, and she was truly, to this day, the most paranoid person I've ever met. And she, when we would, like, and this is, you know, we're not advocating for this as a teenager, but whenever we would, like, be driving around smoking, she'd always be like, get your head down so low that they can't see the lighter flick, because that's what cops are looking for, the flicks of the lighters in the car. I'm like, are they? It's like, I can't see in that car. Can you see in that car? Regardless. <laughs> oh, man. But respect yeah. her. I'm sure she's never gotten pulled over. <laughs> yeah, paranoia phase was real for me. L rides were tough as a young age. Parano- I was never paranoid. You know what? Like, 
you white know, privilege. Well, <laughs> a, white privilege, but B, like my stone personality is not all that Ryan different from my a regular. A different type of privilege. Ryan never <laughs> worried about anything. That's not true. I worried for like the first like 18 years of my life. I was always in like a constant state of. Honestly, Ryan is not worried about things. He's just like not anymore. Po- Maybe not, not anymore, but the Ryan I've always I've known. I've always known a pretty cool cop and collected Ryan. That's something I've had to really work on, let me tell you. Anyways. But yeah, I'll tell you, I was not, but. So you didn't have a paranoia phase. I didn't have a paranoia phase only because, like I said, like, I wasn't all that different personality-wise. Like, when you got hot. Yeah. You were just, like, the same. Pretty much. The funny thing is that, like, my eyes did used to get really, really red. <laughs> like, re- like, phantom red. <laughs> and they never... And I cannot use eye drops because I have this weird thing with my eye. Like, I just touched my eyeball for the first time, like, last year. It was very monumental for me. I'm, like, very freaked out by eyes, so... <laughs> I cannot be doing eye drops. <laughs> and my friend Molly was always just like, why don't you just put some goddamn eye drops in because you look crazy. And we just, because our thing too is like, we would always just be going out in public or we'd be going to my house and talking to my I mom. One time, I think I've told you this, I hope I haven't said it on the podcast, but one time my mom was like, have you been crying? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I definitely started smoking more actually socially than anything because just my best friend Molly was into it. And so when we started doing it together, then that was just like our fun thing that we did. Yeah. And as I talked about, about about a gram every day that summer. Yeah. 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 No, as um, I feel like, yeah, when I was younger, it was definitely like a more social thing that I really only did because other people were doing it. Right. It was never something like in my teenage years um, before college that I ever was like, oh, I, I, I want weed right now. I want to go and get high. Honestly, same. I never even bought my own weed until college. No, I college. never bought my own weed until college. Yeah. No, never. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. I didn't. It wasn't something I ever like wanted, like I said. I, I, I just always wanted to be like the fun thing I did with Molly or like other friends. So I was just like, let them handle that. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but then at some point I was just like, oh. Yeah. I've got to get it. Well, yeah, eventually you make that switch. But speaking of, okay. So speaking of, so yeah. So that the, would next be like the next phase transition. is like the self-care phase, yeah. I think. You think self-care? That's a good way to call it. Because because I think at some point when you – I remember a time like of talking and making the joke of being like, listen, if I ever start smoking alone, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Weak. send help. <laughs> and now I'm like, if I'm ever making plans, you better send fucking help because <laughs> I've been kidnapped. Um, no, it's so funny. Yeah. I always used to think that. But then once you sm- – because I think, too, a lot of the time – you have to really um, consciously unwork the entanglement of thinking of drinking and yeah. smoking as comparable because yes. you think of that thing like, oh, I would never be drinking alone. Should I be smoking alone? But yes. it's like, well, I would never drink and uh, do meditation and read and journal, but – I will smoke by myself and do all those things. So you know what I mean? Like, they're just totally different experiences. Yeah. And I think once you realize, like, oh, you can – because I, I would, like, get high and stuff before work, like, and that would be fun and funny, but it wasn't, like, an overall positive experience. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't necessarily do that all the time. Like, I didn't necessarily enjoy it as much as, like, I could have. But then when I would do things, like, on my day off, smoke, and yeah. then just to go about my day and do yeah. my things, like, I just found that I really started to love that. And then it became more of, like, a me activity. Yeah. Okay, I love that for you. I feel like, like, similarly, but a little different, 
like, I think paranoia phase was phase one. And then, like, my version of the self-care phase was more like the this is for me phase. Like, mm. I, I smoke. I actually do smoke for me. Like, it's yeah. something that I can enjoy on my own. And I also will equate that with, like, the dime bag reg phase where mm. you're just getting, like, reg weed. You're just, like, getting whatever you can grab kind of thing. And you're, like, doing it more discreetly. And, like, those were the times where, yeah, you're just getting, like, a dime bag because you're, like, I just smoke, like, a joint for a week or whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I think that I have that phase. Like, personally. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Of, like, where I was just, like, I mean, yeah. Like, this is when I first started college. Yeah. Like um that's true 18. too because honestly when like you we just had so much going on at that time too because yeah. i remember like smoking a lot less in college like during the times when i was like actively in college yeah. you know what i mean and not like depressed hiding in my <laughs> dorm yeah. room so like absolutely yeah no, i smoked a lot of weed in college definitely but it started my freshman year i remember actually one time me and my friend were we who i like lived in the dorm with we were like sitting outside the dorm and we were like just want to get high right now because mm. we like didn't want to go drinking because we'd been like drinking every fucking day yeah. and we were like can't do that again i'd love to get high right now yeah. and i was like and they all looked at me like get us some weed and i was like i don't wow. got it well no my brother sold weed so okay. it was it wasn't it wasn't that crazy. <laughs> i definitely should have had a connect but and and then and then i did end up finding but it, it took us like so long to find the weed and oh, remember those days of texting so oh my many god people and just be like hey yeah way. do you know where i can get weed like it was so that was like such a depressing day but i can literally remember sitting on the stoop at kennedy hall outside of mm, our dorm kennedy. and being like how is it this hard to get weed i'm in the middle of a city right now like we're literally a block away from mass Ave. Like, I could get meth right now if I wanted, but I can't get weed. This Honestly, is crazy. Honestly, the fact that you can't just, like, walk down Hemingway and just... Get a bag. Yeah. It's crazy. People should be offering it to you, like, like those with people the jacket, in Beauty like, and the Beast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's exactly Exactly, right. 100%. So, anyways, so that, um, that was, like, my switch into that phase. And, and I feel like a lot of people go through that. And then I feel like once you get into the phase where you're... You're, you start buying eighths at a time. Mm. I mean, now you have fully transitioned. You're in. You're, you're a stoner. You're a stoner. Whether you want to accept it or not, if you're buying eighths, especially if you were buying them on the street. I, I can't speak for the dispensary life, but if you're buying an eighth off the street, then you've, you've transitioned in. officially into it for, for lifestyle. Sure. Yeah. For sure. And then it's just, it's, it's just open season from there, you know? And then it just keeps going up. It just keeps going up. Next and thing you're out a quarter. It. Next day you're out of half. Next thing you know, you're getting ounces. <laughs> if you got a good plug, you're getting QPs. What? <laughs> hey, what do you think I do? But yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the thing is, like, I remember I've probably told this story before, but like the time that me and my friends went to New Orleans for like three days and we got an ounce of weed. No. And so I have have a really good friend down in New Orleans, and we got there. We were there to go see Jay Z and Beyonce perform on Beautiful. the run too mm-hmm. um a couple of me and the home girls and Michaela's there Jay Lee was there so much fun so it was a really fun. good time and uh when we got there literally we touched down and I was like gotta get some weed so I hit up my homeboy and I was like can you get us an ounce and he was like you're crazy but okay because I don't know why like five girls need an ounce of weed for three days but sure you're wrong about that sir you don't know well, these girls he we had a photo sco- photo shoot scheduled for the day that I was leaving in the morning and he came to pick me up and I handed him back about one eighth of the weed <laughs> and I was like that's for you and he was like 
wow wow <laughs> like i'm impressed but yeah that's incredible <laughs> we did incredible we spoke that weekend um but yeah i've never i'm really jealous of that because i've never like until we've started doing like garden things like i've never had like a bigger group of people that are all smokers like i've mm. always only been like the two or three people that are smoking at mm. an event you know yeah which is fine no i think that's funny that you say that i do feel like i've always been attracted to people who smoke weed like me too no like me too friends. but i'm just saying like at an event i feel like there's never been more than like two or three like in terms of like back in college times, oh, I see you know what, what I mean? Like, like if you're going on a trip or something, right? Oh yeah, right, yeah, right, right. No, we, and like we in, have in terms of, of like my bitches. friends, yeah, like I'm Molly's like my really like my only stoner friend. Oh like, really? Some, like Kaylee will oh, smoke. I was just gonna say you're like, Ariana will smoke. Oh, like, that's so interesting. Here and there, but they're not like true. Like oh, that is so interesting. Actually, to be honest with like you though, my best friend isn't like that either. No, like she only smokes with me ever. But but Molly is. I mean, she's she just had a baby, so she has in a while, but she's gonna get back to it. I can't. She's wait. coming. He's gone to another day. Oh Molly. <laughs> Pulling for you. <laughs> but wow. Okay. Yeah. I never even thought about that. But like, you're right. My bestie is like not a big smoker. Yeah. Like, she definitely enjoys weed, but it's not her thing. That's why I really wonder about like what's better in a relationship. I've also never nah, dated I gotta be, a stoner. No, nah, I definitely have to be with a smoker, like a stoner. Yeah. I can't. I think I need to try that next. You've never dated a stoner? No. Not okay. like a real one. Yeah. I, I guess that's actually, true for me no, too. Actually, no one I've like actually dated has been even a That's technically true for me smoker. too, but I think oh oh no no that's not true for me. No 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 no. Not even if we're not smoking, then what are we doing? I'm sorry. I guess that's why they didn't work. Well, I guess that's Part why I'm single forever. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't you even try it. I'm sorry, we're under these circumstances. Listen, I do need to be with someone who smokes weed for sure. Yeah, I think I'm realizing that, too. Also, it's just, like, you know what it is, too? I just want someone that is expanded to that sense. Yeah. Because I really can't be having the, like, like, I don't want you to think, like, or if you, we're if you nothing have like when a you stigma. die. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't be with someone like okay, that. Okay, whoa, that got dark. I know, but, like, <laughs> that's just how it, that's just how it is for me. So you need, like, a spiritual. Yeah, at least someone who's, like, open. Cannabis yeah. user. I guess. I guess that's what I'm calling. realizing. We're calling. We're him calling. Out. We're, We're calling, calling him in. We're calling him in. Um. So yeah. I see this for you. I don't know how we got here. As I always say, how do we get here? Where are we <laughs> how going? How did we get here? Um, we're supposed and to be talking are... about the progression of a stoner. <laughs> so, oh, you know what I was gonna say too is like marrying also... a stoner, <laughs> marrying <Stop it>. another <laughs> stoner. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, that's the, the final ultimate. progression. <laughs> the final progression is culminating in a little stoner baby. Yeah, that's me and my brothers and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I was yeah. gonna say too, though. Once you get to like that, you're a stoner phase. You then start getting like experimental too, like in terms of like edibles yeah, and like trying like different vapes yeah, and true, different true. techniques. You, you find, find like the ways, like yeah, best. that yeah. like work best for you. Like I personally love smoking blunts. Like that you're is a blunt just girl. I'm a blunt girl through and motherfucking through. I don't know. Like I like to rotate. I actually need to rotate because like eventually my throat gets really like sore no like matter a, what I do. I'm gotta keep it moving. So I go from a bowl Gemini to a bong <laughs> to a. There is one of my things is in Gemini. I don't remember what it is though. Um, your Mars, maybe. Yeah, it's a bowl to a bong to a vape to the volcano. Yeah, and then I just keep like to keep it moving. Yeah, honestly, a lot of it is about like function like i usually use the bowl just because it's easiest to travel with that little bag and have all my stuff because yeah, like so i don't like to just pack one bag. bowl then i would be scared yeah no that would be 
That would just be silly. Who would do that? <laughs> Who would bring like one bowl for the road? <laughs> like that is the silliest no thing I've ever heard in the world. <laughs> no one on this podcast. No, no. One. <laughs> you know, How I haven't you smoked a bowl in forever. I know. Um, why don't you smoke bowls? You know what? Because they're gross. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even that. It's like I like smoking blunts because I like the ritual of rolling up a blunt. Mm. You know, and just doing all of that. Like, yeah. just preparing it for myself that way. Yeah. It bowls, is nice. It's yeah. more ceremonial. It's more ceremonial. I think bowls are cool for me. They'll take the edge off for sure. But it wouldn't be like... It, it it's a different high, too, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a different high. It's quicker. Um, so, yeah. So, bowls are cool, but they're just not, you know, my thing. Yeah. As far as the edibles go, um, I started making edibles when I was in... Africa. Oh right, what a great story. Yeah, I Talk did. About it, not relatable. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Because a couple of reasons why were because people didn't like for me to smoke weed in Africa. What people? Just like, who said that? I know, right? We would be like, I told this story. Like we would be oh, at the right. bar, and like people would be like, oh, oh just right. like people in general. But oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. So that was like made me feel kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you're in another country. It's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you don't know what the rules are. You don't want to end up in jail. And like you don't know what people's assumptions are. Yeah, that's true too. You know? So people might make an assumption like, oh, she's on drugs. Like, you know, and I'm like working with kids. It was a lot. So I wanted to be mindful of that. So I didn't love smoking there. Um, I was going to say something else, but I'm not. And um, so I made a bunch of weed butter with all the weed that I had. Mm. And so, and I would just use it all the time. I would make like little banana breads or I would yeah. put it on my toast or whatever. Um, but yeah. And then I started it when I got back from Jamaica in 2017 because my dad had made my mom a weed cake there, which is why we know my mom can't eat edibles anymore. <laughs> and his method of making it was disgusting. And my dad and I, this is a story for other days. <laughs> cancer season. We're maybe. not the best of friends. He is a cancer. Um, we don't necessarily see eye to eye on a lot. Uh, and this was one of them. Like he was trying to tell me that this was good. And I was like, bruh, the weed is in the fucking cake. Like th this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And that's why she's sick. It's not actually the specific reason. The bitch just cannot eat edibles. But still, it was nasty. So I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And then um, a lot of good inventions come out of proving someone wrong. Yeah. And then I was like, there's a better way for this. And I did it. And I made it right there for him. Boom. Bam. So that's kind of how I got into edibles. And yeah, and I know we're going to do an episode on why vegan. <gasps> Guys, the next episode is going to be so good. It's going to be why vegan. We're going to talk about why the edibles being vegan is mm -hmm. the best for you yeah. as a consumer. Yeah. You don't want to miss that. I'm excited. But I always made vegan edibles when, um, because my, I mean, my, my parents are Rastafarian, they're vegetarian, but they're pretty much vegan. Yeah. They don't, there's not, you know, a lot of, um, like cheese, dairy products in Jamaica, or like eggs. It's like hard to find that stuff. So um, not hard, but for us, because we live in the country, uh, it is. So yeah, um, most of the food that we eat there is vegan. And I just felt like we'll get into it. Oh, yeah, we will. Exactly. <laughs> this is a nice little preview, though. But yeah. But let me ask you. So in wrapping this up, what do you think like is in our future stoner selves? Because we've still got a lot of life left. That's true. 
And I do sometimes wonder, like, can I smoke blunts forever? I don't know. Oh, my God. Why wouldn't you be able to? I don't know. I don't know if blunts, like, as a mom, are going (laughs) to be, like, (laughs) easy peasy. I I won't be able to smoke as many blunts as I am smoking right now. So I will have to evolve. I mean, um, they go to school pretty I will have to evolve my methods of consumption. For me personally, I can see myself being more um, with like the like volcano handheld vapes me too. and stuff like that. Also, I can see myself really getting into the tinctures of it all. You know, I love tinctures, but yeah, I could see that for me too. I think so. It's different. It's different. It's, it just depends. Like on a vacation, a tincture is not going to cut it for me. You know what I mean? Like, really? Yeah. I need... I need like blunts. Like I like to be high. Let me tell you I guys know, something. I do too. I like to be high. I don't like this little like pussyfoot shit. Like oh, I just want a little puff puff. No 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 no. Like a bitch likes to be stoned. I'm a functional high person. I, I can do anything you want me to do high and literally anything. There's nothing that you could say do this and I wouldn't want to smoke a blunt before I did it. Not one goddamn thing. Go for a run. I will smoke a blunt before I do it. Yeah. Literally anything that can happen. Like. You know, some of these articles, this was actually one of the things that annoyed me with one of the pot topics because it was like heavy smoking usage. And then it, for heavy smoking usage, it was like at least one time per week. I was like, are you <laughs> shitting One time me? a week? That's what you're saying is heavy smoking usage? It's bullshit. I'm a heavy smoker. Okay. I'm a heavy smoker. I smoke a few times a day. Like, I don't have to get into it. I don't need to. I'm just kidding. But I can. I can tell you guys because I'm not ashamed. I smoke all the time. Like, exactly. I literally smoke throughout the day. If I literally stub my toe and I'm like, you know what? I didn't want that to happen and I need to just sit down and take a minute. Guess what I'm about to do? I'm about to roll up a blunt, calm myself down. Do you know what? I can't recall the last time I did is think of a reason that I'm smoking. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm alive. <laughs> Here <Facts>. we go. <laughs> Truly. Down the rabbit hole. Literally, no, like, I don't have truly, to have a we reason. We can do whatever the fuck right. we want. I can smoke as much as I want. So, anyways, and I do, um, but yeah, I do feel like I probably cannot smoke blunts forever. Like at the mm. volume that I'm smoking, they'll yeah. always be a part of my life. But I might not be able to smoke them at the volume that I'm smoking them at. My idea is that I would switch to a handheld volcano. Yeah, and that way I can just be like more on the fly with it too. Agreed. Like in the carpool. Lane. Yeah, that's how I see myself too. Yeah. But it also just depends because, like... Who knows what the technology is going to be, by the way. Exactly. Oh, I can't like, wait. There's just so much we don't know at, y- yeah. yet about this. You know what I did enjoy one time that I did in Colorado? I might have talked about it before as a patch. When I went oh, skiing, I, never I put tried. a patch on. I've always wanted yeah, to. that was awesome. I think that would be really cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Especially because I usually opt for more of a mind high, so to get such, like, a rush of a body high was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Definitely got to give that a try. So, yeah, we'll see what this technology affords us in the future. Cool. What about you? What do you see for you? Anything else? <laughs> no. You know what's funny is when Molly and I were younger, we used to always talk about how, like, we're never going to stop smoking. And, like, even if it comes down to when we're moms, like, we just meet at the mall and, like, get stoned and, like, have a day every once in a while. Then we'll the do garden. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that, yeah, I mean... We've said that ever since high school. But now I think, especially since she is a mom, and I think she's, you know, I would never speak for her, but I think she's looking forward to getting back to smoking. Yeah. Or at least ingesting of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we're just pretty cool stoner you. moms. Yeah, <laughs> for like, sure. Moms and dads. Destiny yeah. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. 
I love it. We can Feels all be right. stoner moms. Yay. Yeah. Yay, Feels stoner really moms. Right. By the way, shout out to the stoner moms. Like, shout I see out. you. I love you. I feel you, mama. And, like, you know what? Do your thing. Like, also, thank your God kids are probably be... so fucking cool, yeah. so in touch, yeah. so sensitive. And so they're probably aware. so much happier because yes. you smoke weed. Oh my so, God, 100%. just keep doing your thing, girl. Don't let these motherfuckers tell you anything. And if they do, ask them the last time they had some of their Jesus juice. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> no, should we do a little root to rise? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's turn the vibe up. Root to rise. This week, I am focused on um, just making time for things that are really important to me and mm. that I really want to call into my life because. Um, you know, this is like a blessing of a time right now. We have like a little bit of time to really like sit and schedule our lives for the next couple months and really plan and think about how and what exactly we want to be doing, you know, super intentional about the work and the content that we're going to be putting out in these next couple months. And I feel like, you know, I've been calling in some new experiences and I am ready to receive those and I'm ready to open myself up for those. So um, I just want to really focus on prioritization and just like, yeah, making time for the things that I've been calling in because it's not right if you are calling something in but not making the time to actually do it. Yes. So. And like there's a real blessing in being able to be your own timekeeper and it won't always be that way. Right. So use this like. You will always look back on this time and be like, oh, I'm so glad I was able to do what I wanted to do for, for that time. And like with literally no restrictions at all. And granted, in the future, all the restrictions are going to be great. We're going to be su- super successful and have so much going on. But it's not like you're going to be able to choose exactly what you do all the time in the yeah. way we are now. I you know. know. I know that. And I, I can feel that, um, you know, because it gets like a little bit less in terms of the way that I get to choose my time. It yeah. gets like a little bit less and less every day, really. Like, And even right now, like we're looking out to the future. But like the way my time is looking is like, you know, it, it keeps getting like less and less and less. Right. Of course. Which is OK. Like, yeah. I'm not complaining. No. I love it and I'm so happy but right now I have been thinking you know my ancestors and God and just being super grateful for all the freedom that I've had lately and I am super grateful for it and um and yeah I just want to keep making sure that I'm like aware of that that I have that and that I can be making time for myself and just for the things that I've been wanting to do for myself I love that yeah that's such a good one what about you? And I'm going to hold you to it. Please do, Make actually. Sure. I need I that. We are not making any plans on Tuesday and Thursday because those are your days, girl. Thank you, Ryan. Actually, Ryan really has. Like, I tried to schedule a meeting today for a regular meeting for Thursdays, and he was like, no, that's your day. That's one of your days off. You have to have some days off. You're right. I do have you to barely have You barely have two. You <laughs> always have something on one of those days. You only ever have one true day off it's a true. week. It's true. But you know what? That's just. That's how it is for it now. That's what it is. Yeah. It'll be worth it. Um, mine came to me during yoga teacher training this week, which is just like an appreciation for all the things that our bodies can do and all the things that they're doing all the time, like everything that's going on in there. It's just so incredible. And to think like it really is a miracle, every single thing that our, that that system runs properly, like it's just incredible. Mm -hmm. So just taking a a little moment to realize like, first of all, your body can do so many things that you think it can't. You can push it so much more than you think you can. It's there for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And second of all, it's just incredible that it works. It does. And for anyone to like, I don't know how you can like understand how the body works and think that this is all just like an accident. I know. You know what I mean? Like, do you really think (laughs) that that could just accidentally? Yeah. So anyway, 
I think it's just it's just cool to think about like everything that's going on inside and everything that we can do with our bodies. Mm -hmm. That's really dope. Yeah, I have to say like the yoga teacher training journey will definitely do that for you because you realize in that moment like, wow, I rely on this thing for everything. Everything. And there's so much that's going on without me being aware or in control of it. Like, so then it's like, well, my God, let me do my part to help this body along because there's already so much that it's doing without me, you know? A hundred percent. For sure. Well, Well. (laughs) well, there it is, folks. There it is. (laughs) We love (laughs) you. See you next week. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to check back regularly for new episodes. Check out our website, www.iandirosegarden.com for updates and any events happening here at the garden. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at iandirosegarden. That's at symbol I-A-N-D-I-R-O-S-E-G-A-R-D-E-N. Talk to you guys soon.